Welcome to Word Connect with Pastor Maxwell Ogaga, a teaching ministry where believers are trained to be established in the truth of God's Word. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.thepastormax.ng. Amen. Let's get into the Word this morning. Father, thank you because I'm anointed to teach. Thank you because your people are anointed to receive. And together our faith is built up in the knowledge of the person of Jesus. I pray that light and understanding will come forth in and through your word. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. We started talking about the sons of God revealed. And yesterday we dealt with, well the first day we dealt up with the key characteristics of the sons of God. The spirit of God lives in them. They are led by the spirit of God. And then the spirit of God has adopted us that we can cry what? Abba, Father. And again, we uh, wrapped up the first day by saying that the spirit that we have is not the spirit of slavery. Praise God. It's not the spirit of what? Of, sla- of slavery. It's not the spirit that makes you not to be able to have dominion. It's not a spirit that puts you in fear. That it's, it's not a spirit of slavery. It's a spirit of sonship. We're not slaves. We're sons of God. Okay, we're sons that serve. Amen. But we don't serve from a position of slavery. We serve from a position of what? Of sonship. It's like if you have um, someone serving in your house. And again... You've got, um, you've got someone serving in your house. And then you've got your son who serves. They are serving from different positions. Right? Yeah. You know if you have someone from your house that serves. I mean, the guy can just walk and walk and walk and walk. I just get tired. I lie down on your bed. You know, my little... Uh, my, my daughter, Zara... You know, sometimes I'm in the office and people are in the children's church and she'll just bring one of her friends huh, straight to use my restroom. Regularly, everybody else, including adults in the church and everybody else goes to the back. But she just brings her friend straight. Why is she doing that? She's a daughter. Praise God. I hear even my staff cannot do that. Do you understand that? That's, the spirit is different. When you are a son, there is a boldness you have where your father's property is concerned. And the earth is our father's. Amen. We're not to walk the earth like it was rented. You know, there's a way Christians walk this earth as if it's rented. Then some people walk the earth and say, no, don't worry. When we get to our home, when we get to heaven, you know, people do that a lot. When we get home, this earth is not our home. So the question is, what will you do there? Do you realize that whatever power you don't exert here, you can't exert in heaven? Are you going to be doing healing meetings in heaven? Praise God. Come on, are you going to be doing healing meetings in heaven? That, okay, well, today we have healing campaign. Jesus, is. we invite you to be part. <laughs> are you going to do that? 
Some of you are looking like you, are going, you have already planned the meeting. Are you going to do healing meetings in heaven? All right. Are you going to, are you going to believe God for something in heaven? Are you going to sow in heaven? Like, you know, I really want to drop this at the feet of God. Are you going to do that in heaven? So what, so what, so all the power that God has invested in you, what are you doing with it? You see, the Christian's ultimate destination is not about going to heaven. The Christian's ultimate destination is being the son of God on earth and bringing heaven to earth and manifesting his power there. Let me tell you, everything God has put in you that you don't use here is already useless when you go up there. It's, it's finished. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You're not going to be a cell leader. You are not going to be... Do you understand? So, this is it. Why am I saying this? A lot of Christians defer their authority and their victory to the sweet by and by. So, you even hear people say, let's just suffer. Don't worry. Let's just suffer here. When we get there. No. The earth is our father's. It's not rented. Let's read that scripture again, Psalm 24, verse 1. Don't ever forget this scripture. Psalm chapter 24 and verse 1. Praise God. Let's read it again. Everybody, let's read it loud and clear. One to go. The earth is the Lord, and all it contains, the world and those who dwell in it. Let's read it again. The earth is the Lord's, and all it contains, the world and those who dwell in it. This scripture should change your mind. The earth is the Lord's. The earth is the Lord's. And all that it contains. The world and those who dwell in it. This earth is your father's earth. It doesn't belong to the devil and his kids. Praise God. The earth is your father's earth. So don't postpone your victory. The Bible says the sons of God are waiting for the revelation. The apocalypse does the Greek word. The unveiling of the sons of God. It's like you go, well they don't do it nowadays, but in those days when you go to a theater, all the people who are going to act are usually behind the veil, all right, behind the theater curtain. So what happens? When it's time for the movie, there is an unveiling. That's what it means. Right? To reveal the sons of God. Don't walk this earth like... Don't tiptoe through the earth like it belongs to someone else. God just gave you a, a little time. No, don't, don't walk that way. Work with a mindset that the earth belongs to your father. Glory to God. And you see, let me, let me, let me explain this to you. Every, uh, when people decide to take dominion, let me use a natural example, over their space, they can produce what they want to produce. Practical example is Dubai, right? Everybody runs to Dubai. Everybody wants to go to Dubai. And we know that Dubai is just, it's a desert, all right? But what happened? They owned it, took space of it, and began to build it. And what happened? People began to go there. That is natural dominion. Now, when talking about spiritual dominion, naturally they dominated that place. 
and converted that place to become one of the world's most attractive tourist destination. Right? And why we here, we've got all the natural resources, we've got all the rivers, we've got the lands, we've got everything, we refuse to dominate. We would go to where people have dominated and spent all our money. It's the same thing with a Christian. You should be a Dubai Christian. <laughs> Don't be a Nigerian one. Do you understand what I mean? <clears throat> Dominate your space. Build what you want in your life according to God's word. Don't let your life be a parched desert. Praise God. Don't have all the resources of the Holy Spirit on your inside and still live a life that looks like you are not blessed. Dominate your space. Dominate your environment. Speak words that condition the atmosphere of your environment for victory. Hallelujah. Come and I said hallelujah. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Don't. See, you are here to govern. That is God's expectation for you. That's what God expects of you. Do you realize this? When you read Mark chapter, uh, Mark chapter 11, verse 22 to 23, you realize something. Let's, let's, let me show you something there first. Go to Mark chapter 11. And verse 22. Mark chapter 11, verse 22. It says, And Jesus answered, saying to them, Have faith, in God. Truly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be taken up and cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes what he says is going to happen, it will be granted him. Look at that verse of scripture. It says, whoever says to the mountain right it didn't say whoever prays about the mountain yeah when you go down it says whatsoever things which you pray for now you must understand this there are two things in that place well, one of the things I've decided to do uh, as we go into next year is to run the faith refresher courses in all our faith refresher conferences in all our churches. Okay? Um, we're doing the one in Bonnie this month end, and we're talking about the law of words. The law of words. Many Christians are defeated by their confession. Words are laws. They affect either victory or destruction in your life praise god now look at this i want to show you something it says whoever says to the mountain not pray about the mountain then it goes on to say whatsoever things you pray see you see jesus understood that there were two things there there are things that should be prayed about there are things that, permit my use of English, is not correct, but understand it. There are things that should be prayed about. There are things that should be said about. 
What that means is there are things you speak to. You don't talk to God about them. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Some of the problems in your life, it's not you talking to God about them. It's you talking to the problem. You see, people talk to God, they talk to themselves, they talk to everybody and leave the problem. Are you hearing this? There's a growth in your body. Talk to the growth. It will hear you. It will go. It will disappear. It will leave. Oh, I've been praying about this thing. Have you spoken to the thing yet? Because what we expect is as we pray, you know, God will come and handle that. You're a child of God. Praise God. See, one of the ways by which the sons of God are revealed is revealed in the power of their words. The power of their words. Speak to things. They will hear you. Praise God. Speak. He says the Holy Spirit will bear witness with your confession. If it is in line with the word of God. You know, till today, I struggle to, you know, people ask me for my account number. I struggle to remember the 10 digits. I, I, I don't even, I can't remember the 10 digits. You know, you know when we used to have long account number? Huh? Yeah. Mine, mine is 631-910-947-110. That's the, I, see, I still struggle to remember the 10. You know why? Because... I spoke to that account several times in prayer. So I didn't just say, oh God, I have money in my account. No, I was sure because I didn't want funds directed to Pastor Onosi's account. So I was sure that I called out the number. So I had that number in my head. In prayers, in the name of Jesus, I I decree and declare that God supplies all my needs and my bands overflow. What's my band? My band will be my account number. That's where... That's where my surplus gets into. Are you? And I had that number in my head. I still have it. You see, something about this. When you write a confession so strong in your spirit, it never leaves your brain. Now, I struggle to memorize the 10 digit. I don't, I can't remember the 10 digit. I can remember the longer digit because I spent years speaking to that digit. That's why sometimes when people come to me and say, Oh Lord, we were trusting God for healing and everything. And we've been on this case for a long time. I say, go to the hospital. God is not against hospitals. Do a test. Ask the doctor, what do you think can cure this thing? So sometimes they say, well, maybe, I don't know, I'm not a medical person, but maybe they say, we need maybe more red blood cells, all right? Or they'll say, well, your hormone is not balanced. So I dare them, ask them what in their own, well, their knowledge is still limited, but what can balance the hormone? They say, well, They've just mentioned some things. I said, okay, fine. So you know medically, maybe let's say the red blood cells need to come up more. So I said, okay, fine. When we have finished praying and trusting God, you now speak to the red blood cell. So you know what you're saying. It didn't just say mountain remove. It's specific. Faith is specific. Be taken up and cast into the sea. There has to be a direction. 
Are you hearing what I'm saying? That's why you can't just say, it's my year of blessing. There are 680 blessings in the scripture. Which one do you want? It's my year of expansion. God says expand to the right and to the left. Where are you expanding to? What is expansion when you see it? You see, if your faith is vague, you cannot track your expectations. When I travel to preach, I mean, of course, I mean, you know me for now, I don't preach for money. You see, but every time I set out of my house to go and minister, I have a figure that I'm believing God for. Because this is my work. This, I mean, there's out of station allowance. <laughs> Praise God. There's out, well, that's between me and God, but there's out of station allowance. When I leave my station, everybody who works in a company knows when they take you from site and take you to another place. There's extra they should give you for taking you out of station. So when I have meetings to do, I go before the Lord and I'll play my out of station allowance and I believe God for it. And I just do do my job. I just walk. And it always comes. It always comes. Praise God. It always comes. Why? Because it's specific. The sons of God use their faith to bring victory because if you read the next words go to, go back to romans let's go back to that scripture romans you know i can teach on faith for <laughs> i remember one time we were going on we were doing you know when all, all those live streaming during the covid period so of course there was lockdown and go to romans chapter 8 there was lockdown and uh, a lot of you know, people could not come out and were streaming. So, you know, I taught messages and taught and taught. I was like, so I just said, ah, man, I've taught a lot of messages and I need to prepare. So, um, so my wife now said, oh, I mean, what can you teach without really preparing? My son just said faith. <laughs> because, I mean, it's, it's, it, I can teach faith from, uh, you wake me up, I can teach faith. Because faith is not just a message. Faith is a lifestyle. Are you hearing? It says the judge shall live by faith. Not just faith for our salvation, but faith for our victory. Praise God. You see, we must understand this. And let me tell you this, right? Let me tell you this. What you don't exercise your faith for, an area you don't exercise your faith for, you can have victory in that area. And that's why you must be very deliberate. There are some Christians that are very healthy. But they are not prosperous. Because where finances is concerned, they haven't really worked their faith in that area. Okay? Now, there are pastors who are in ministry and they haven't really worked where increase is concerned. You know, it took me time to to believe God, praise God, that it's not the number of people that you speak to every Sunday that determines the increase you have. You know, you can actually be believing God for more people because you feel more people is equal to more money. You know, you know that's unbelief, right? Yeah, that's unbelief. That's unbelief. So, but for a pastor, you actually have to train yourself that way. If not, it will reflect in your confession. It will reflect in the things you do. When God puts a vision in your heart... The first thing you look at the people and that will that will squeeze the vision back to the size of the people it's the same thing with anybody god might be putting things in your heart 
You look around your family. You look around, you know, who you have, who you don't have. And you're not able to walk in the victory that God is putting in your heart. You know, yesterday night I got up, I was having a thought about, <clears throat> likely probably we'll build a Bible school or something. I was just thinking about it. We'll build a Bible school. I think we should build a Bible school. You know, so I told one of the guys, I said, well, go look for a land, you know, look for a certain number of plots of land, find out how much it's going to cost, and let's just, you know, let's just, I mean, the thought is just running my spirit. Why don't we have a Bible school in Bonnie Island? Why don't we have a Bible school? You know, I, I didn't, I didn't have that thought and now check how much do we have in the account, how many people want to give to a Bible school. No, no. The, you see, your visions, the visions that God put in your spirit do not take permissions from the earth realm. They don't take permission from the earth realm. Are you hearing what I'm saying? They don't. Because the earth is the Lord's. So everything that God is putting in your heart is possible as a son of God. Dominion over creation. We talked about that. Dominion over creation. Peter dominated creation. Remember what we said? Romans chapter 8. Please make sure you get the last two days we've had so that, okay? What was the hope that Jesus subjected creation to? The hope that the sons of God will be redeemed. That is why anywhere there are sane human beings, I want to use the word sane human beings, anywhere there are sane human beings, the environment is good. Are you hearing what I'm saying now? Because when man takes charge, the environment takes charge. That's why you go to when you go to developed countries, right? Even their grasses shows that the place is developed. It's the same grass you have here. It's the same grass. But just <laughs> you know, here they, I mean, imagine somebody comes and says, We're paying six hundred thousand to cut grass. What will they tell you? Say, leave that money, leave the grass. Just get one man with matches. Eh? He'll be sweating and cutting, sweating and cutting. The things are not straight. Are you hearing them? Maybe they will just set fire. Everything disorderly. Yeah. You know when you travel abroad and you see all their gardens, well done. It looks like, wow, wow. There's no wow there. It's just that somebody decided that we're going to do this thing properly. It's a decision of the mind. See, Development and underdevelopment is a product of mind decisions. We just go to a country and we say, if the light is green, we will all go. If it is red, we will stop. We just decide here that if the light is red and the road is clear, go. You know, that's our own. That's your going is determined by is the road clear? Are you in a hurry? Do you understand? That's what it is. You know, because sometimes. We sit down and we ask ourselves, what is this thing about so-called development? It's nothing but order. And that's why in your own life, you can be underdeveloped in your own life. You know, your own life can be very disorderly. Go and listen to my message, Order and Systems. If the country is in disorder, your own life is in disorder, you know that's, that's that you are gone. You should also have order in your life. You see, the child of God is the example of excellence. Are you hearing what I'm saying? The child of God, the first thing the wisdom of God will do for you is to bring order. When God created the earth, Genesis chapter 1, and there was, you know, darkness among the face of the earth, what did God do? God created order. How did God create order? By his words. 
You see, creation responds to God's word because creation was created by his word. You see, the word of God is what sustains creation. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So when you release that word, creation knows. We talked about that, right? That what manner of man is this? That even the winds obey him. Praise God. Now, let's go to um, Galatians chapter 4. Thank you, Lord. Galatians chapter 4. And um, let's look at verse 1. Let me show you something there and then we'll get back to... We'll go back to Matthew. It says, now I say, the son, as long as the heir is a child, remember what we read in Romans, that we are now the heirs of God, okay? He does not differ at all from a slave, although he is owner of everything. Think deeply on that statement. Romans chapter 8 tells us that because we have been redeemed, right? We're the heirs of God and joined heir with Christ. Then Galatians 4 says, Now I say, as long as the heir is a child, he does not differ at all from a slave, although he is owner of everything. Hold that scripture. Go back to Romans. Hold your place. We'll come back here. Romans chapter 8. Hold Galatians 4. Quickly give me Romans 8 and verse uh, 20. Romans 8 and verse 20, uh, 21. No, verse 15, sorry. Romans eight fifteen. now. It says, For you have not received a spirit of slavery leading to fear again, But you have received the spirit of adoption as sons by which we cry, Abba, Father. So we have not received the spirit of slavery that leads us to fear. Because the next verse is, the spirit bears witness with our spirit that what? That we are the sons of God or the children of God. Now verse 17, just give me verse 17. And if children, heirs also, heirs of God... And fellow heirs with Christ, if indeed we we'll suffer with him, would we'll also be glorified with him. Now, now, hold on. Let me just clarify something there. When the Bible says if we suffer with him, we'll be glorified with him. It doesn't mean that if you live in lack or things go bad, you don't you know. No, no. The scripture clearly tells us in the book of Luke that these are the things that Christ is to suffer for the fulfillment of what? Of the prophecies. By substitution, Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection, we were buried with him and we were raised with him. Are you hearing that? So we also partook of his sufferings just as. Because we were also crucified with him and we were raised with him. See, everything in the scripture is in him. So what Christ did for us, we also accomplished what? In him. So the suffering is not just in terms of whatever you go through now. 
There are certain things that you go through for the sake of the gospel, but we are also saying that, listen, what Jesus went through, he went through for us, and he had us in him when he was going through all of that. Praise God. Now, go back now. So it says, what else? Now, go back now to Galatians chapter 4, verse 1. And I'll show you something there, verse 1. He says, now I say, as long as the heir is a child, he does not differ at all from a slave. Remember, Romans 6, 15 says that the spirit of slavery is a spirit of fear that brings us into bondage. Now listen to this. But you, you don't have that spirit. You have the spirit of God. You're the heir of God. But God is saying that if you are a child, you are not different from the one who is not a son. Because what brings those people into slavery and bondage will still take a hold of you. Even though you are an heir of God. But you are a child. He says you are not different. He says sometimes Christians say, we are going through the things everybody is going through. My life is not different. This is it. This is the answer. It's because you are a child. Why would a believer say, for the last 10 years, I have not been sick. Then you are angry. You know people are angry at such statements. How can a woman be saying he's not sick? What is it? So why are you angry? What pleasure do you take in being constantly sick? Why are you excited about that? Or for instance, a couple comes and say, we haven't quarreled in maybe two years. It's a lie. There cannot be two human beings in a place that we not fight. We, we agree to disagree. It is in fighting we make peace. I mean, why are, you, why are you angry that the kingdom of God can be lived on earth? The Bible says the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. You say, no, we must fight. You know, have you heard people say we are just human beings? And that statement makes you very carnal. You are more spirit than a human being. So if you, if you start thinking this other way, that's what I tell people all the time, right? I tell you guys all the time. Think this way. Think perfection. Don't think like, you know, I'm a human being. I always make mistakes. No, think that, you see, I can get to the point in my walk with God where my mistakes are minimized. Think on being a spirit. The things that offend people will not offend you. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Look at it. Right? You know, many years ago I heard Brother Hagin teach on divine health. I got a hold of the word on divine health. Began to meditate on the word. Began to meditate on the word. Began to me- ah, spend time, spend time on health. I mean, oh, God has been faithful. God has been faithful. God has been faithful. I can't, I can't remember. I cannot remember in a long, long, long time. Where I had to go to the hospital for anything. Except to pray for people there. Minister to people. Praise God. Or when I went to take my vaccine. Someone said, well, you've taken the mark of the beast. Well, it's my body. It's not yours. Praise God. You know, somebody told me. I'm not saying anything. But, you know, somebody told me. Ah, this vaccine, are you sure of it? I said, you know what? I want to travel. Whatever they say you need to take to be able to travel and preach the gospel... I'll take it. But before I went, I had already taken something. And what I took was, if you take any deadly thing, it will not hurt you. 
so something has been injected into my system before i don't give it a thought listen i don't give it a thought don't follow my example just hear what i'm saying every decision you make in this life must be rooted in the word are you hearing what i'm saying if your faith has not gotten there don't don't put your hand there just say you know but if you are rooted in the word you can you can stand on the word and be sure that's why in this life i can never be afraid of someone poisoning me it's not possible it's not are you hearing what i'm saying there are certain thoughts that should not cross your mind but the scripture said that even if it happens if you take a deadly thing it will not hurt you you can use that scripture to cure allergies you know when people say i don't eat this if i eat uh, if i eat yam my leg will swell up if i eat plantain my eye will come out consider plantain a deadly thing <laughs> take the word of god on it are you hearing what i'm saying and start growing your faith you see we want to have massive victories without having daily victories and and the work of faith is not like that don't i mean don't hear a message like this now and maybe when you eat <laughs> no just start gradually are you hearing what i'm saying start growing your faith start going one day you realize that that thing is no longer a concern it will just not be a concern but let's look at the scripture now i say as long as the heir is a child he does not differ at all from a slave look at this although he is owner of everything think of that you see that's why sometimes in our life we read the bible we see our life the gap is so much look at abraham God called him. The man became rich. Lot came. I was fighting. He told Lot, choose. Hmm? If you go there, I will go this way. If you go this way, I will go this way. That's a man who knows his source. He's not hustling for, eh, ah, no, I'm the eldest. You cannot deny me. I know my right. Relax. You can know your right and not know your source. Okay? So Lot chose Sodom. Then God told him. You see, that scripture always amazes me. God told him. He says, open your eyes. He says, wherever you see, I will give to you. That scripture is amazing. It means that where Lot chose, if Abraham sees it, it belongs to Abraham. Which means that actually, although Lot chose it, the one who owns it is God. Are you hearing this now? So actually, it is who God gives it to that he actually belongs to. But, I mean, it happened to him again. He, he conquered the kings. And then the king said, take something. He says, no, I've lifted up my hands to God so that you will not say you've made Abraham rich. Can you make certain decisions and say, you know what, I'm not taking this because I don't want a man to take the glory in my life. Can you make those decisions? And yet, we say, oh, we're New Testament people. We are people of faith. My friend, be quiet. Go and read the word and see decisions that people made for God. But how did Abraham end up? Oh my God. How did Abraham end up? He, he ended up blessed. The Bible says at the, at, the, at the end of Abraham's life that the Lord had blessed him 
in all things. That scripture is a blessing. Genesis 24 verse 1. Take a hold of it. Meditate on it. This should be the picture of your old age. We're talking about the sons of God revealed. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Don't see an old age where they are struggling. You are struggling to walk. An old age where all your teeth have gone off and you can't eat meat anymore. Don't have that picture. Hmm? Look at this. Now Abraham was old. Advanced in age. And the Lord had blessed Abraham in every way. Oh, sometimes you say they have blessed him in all things. You know what? God wants the believer blessed in every way. Your health, your finance, your ministry, glory to God. Come on, are you here? God wants every area of your life blessed. Your health. That area that's not blessed. Take that area and work it out in the word of God. Praise God. Work it out in God's word. And let me, t- let me tell you one secret. When people share testimonies in an area where you haven't had victory, let that testimony inspire you that it's possible. Don't, you know, there's something natural in us that resents what somebody else has that we desire. You know, you just feel, mm, they are not straightforward. You know, somebody says, no, rejoice that that's possible. Rejoice that it's possible. Glory to God. Lord had blessed Abraham in all things. What's the picture of our sonship? The picture of our sonship is absolute dominion. That's the picture of our sonship. Listen, saints, that's what I want us to stretch towards. Glory to God. Are you hearing what I'm saying? See, your children, it doesn't matter what the state of this economy is, your children will come out of school, they will have good jobs, they will live a good life. Why? Because the word of the Lord says, the seed of the righteous shall be mighty upon the earth. That's the condition. Are they the seed of the righteous? Yes, then they will be mighty. That part is pre-planned. Are you hearing what I'm saying? If people can carry generational curses until it is broken, why not generational blessings? I expect my children to be blessed. You know, in fact, in fact, we have to renew our mind where our children is concerned because sometimes we almost inadvertently want our children to go through certain things we have gone through so that they can learn certain lessons. But you realize that sometimes we need to renew our mind that that stage has passed. We cannot create that lesson for them anymore. You know, sometimes I look at my kids and I'm like, do you guys even understand? And I have to now start telling them things. You know how many places I trekked to be able to go to school? You know? But in my mind, I'm like, I can't even make these children trek. Like, it, it has to be very, you know, it, it's almost deliberately to like, okay, come on, guys, we have to trek. Because there's no reason to trek. I don't know if you understand. I mean, it's not... Yeah, it's not there. So, you just realize that uh, it's the Holy Spirit that has to teach these children the hard work of lessons. So because you have left a realm where they can't understand certain things you say. That, okay, uh, you know, you need to, I'm not saying you should be wasteful, but you know, when you say certain things, you know, I mean, for some of us, if the food, the last day wasn't done, you didn't finish it, you would have to warm, you know, how I many of you remember warming soup that is almost foaming? You know where it is close to it's close to destruction. Then you rescue <laughs> you rescue the food by fire, hit it, and 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 you know but they can't understand that. They will even ask you why. You like ah why? 
you even thank God that that one was still there. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I mean, there were times in our homes where there was no, no meal and then we would go to a farm and take this green pepper and use it to drink Gary eh, or go and take um, guava, green guava and eat it. It would be acidic. But you just needed something to tell your stomach that hope is coming. <laughs> Are you hearing what I'm saying? I mean, your children won't try that now. But imagine that child not knowing that he has passed that level. He still goes back to that lifestyle. That's what he's saying. As long as that child is, that heir is a child, there will be no difference. Put up that scripture for me in Galatians 4.1. You will not be able to tell the difference. You can't tell them. And that's why sometimes they say, Lord, there's no difference in my life. That's the key. Grow up. Grow up. You know, many times, let me tell you something, right? For those of us who are, and pay attention to this, for those of us who are Bible teachers, we teach the word of God, we are word people. Sometimes, I would say this, right? We suffer unnecessarily. You know why we suffer unnecessarily? We really don't use our faiths where we should use our faith. And you know those people who, they don't have any, they don't have word. Eh? They will just take one scripture, whether the scripture is correct or not. They will use it to get job. Use it to get breakthrough. Those people don't have time for the scripture correct. They, you know, somebody can just say, I saw something in the word of God. I just said, and my husband will come, and then they will get married. You know why? It's what happened between the two prodigal sons. Hmm? One came and just met the father. He said, divide your estate into two. Give me my own. The man didn't wait for the man to die. The father divided. He went, wasted his righteous living. Then came back home, repented. Right? And the father still took him back. The elder brother was angry. Sometimes it's like that. We see all these people who do some of these things who are not mature. They will, I mean, the, the father's heart is generous. They will lay hold on God for something. Get it. You say like this guy is not correct. He will repent. He'll come back tomorrow. Lay hold and get it. You, you are doing Greek and Hebrew. You are doing Greek and Hebrew. Greek and Hebrew. Greek and Hebrew. Greek and Hebrew. And the man is just there collecting things from God. You, you. And you'll be angry. That I'm the one serving God right. You are like the elder brother. The elder brother now came. He said, I've been serving you. Even a goat. You could not give to me. A goat. I'm not asking for anything. Just goat. <laughs> you know what the, 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 the father told the time? He says, listen. He says, my son, you've always been with me. He said, all that I have is thine. Which means that you are not even supposed to ask me. If you wanted goat, you go and take goat. If a man has divided half of his inheritance to a prodigal son, what is goat that he will not give to you? And that's how some of us are. We like God. We serve God. We are so, we, you know, we, we, we tell ourselves that we are the remnant that has not corrupted themselves. <laughs> you know, we are the remnant. We are the remnant. Oh God, go and take goats. If not, you will be a remnant that is goodless. I hear what I'm saying. And then when you see a blessing in other people's life, you will just begin to get angry for nothing. Are you, you script, let me tell you, in the Christian life, it's according to your faith. It, see, anywhere you are right now is where you have believed God for. 
there's no need of getting angry. There's no need of fighting anybody. It's not about the church you belong. You know, I tell people that. People say sometimes it's because of the church. No. Because it's God that answers prayers in all churches. It's God that answers prayers in all churches. Right? The only thing is that some churches have developed their faith that that is all they are about. So every Sunday they are collecting something from God. They are not about collecting, collect. So over time they've created a culture where if you get in their midst, faith builds up in you. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I mean, you get in their midst and they say this is what happens here. And what happens? People just get in and plug into that spirit. But you can cultivate that same spirit in your own life. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Let me tell you, learn to receive things from God. Learn it. Put your faith. Put a marker on your faith. I trained my children this way. My wife was telling me I was not aware. They they met me. Well, I told them that when you need something, the first person to ask is not me. We are all children of God. I'm just privileged to, I'm an older child that have another child. So, I mean, ultimately, I can't meet all your needs. So, the children were writing... And uh, my son said he needed whether an iPad or a tablet or something. So he wrote it, wrote the expectation dates and everything. Uh, I didn't know, I didn't even know. So, well, the date has passed. But I've told them something about when you're believing God and the date passes. God lives in eternity. Don't let that put doubt in your heart. Extend the date, you are still alive. Just stretch the date further. Keep working. Get that thing. Keep working. Get it. Keep working. You see, every act of faith you come into manifestation will strengthen your faith. So the day that passed. So, um, someone came to visit us and said, oh, I bought uh, a tablet for your, for your son, but I forgot it. So when I come next month, I'll bring it. So if I when he told me, I now told my wife that, oh, this is what this person said. That's when my wife told me that, oh, this... My son has been believing for one. See, I was not even aware. And I can assure you that probably if we check the date that person bought it, it would also likely be the date that he had put. I have not confirmed, but I can tell you. He doesn't even know. Okay, well, I think the person told him. But you see, why can he get answers that quick? His childlike faith has not been interrupted by maturity yet. Because some of you used to receive things from God until now. It's because you are now matured. You have now calculated inflation. Inflation is 17%. If I earn 100,000 minus 17% times this, that you know too much now. You see, for faith to work, there has to be childlike belief. You know, as our kids are here, hmm? maybe tell your child right now that I want to buy airplane for you. The next thing, he will go and tell his brother. He will go and tell their friends in school. How much it costs, whether he even has somewhere to pack it. How much do you understand? It is an adult that will say no. You need a hangar, you need uh, an international airport, you need and you know, the more you are thinking of all those, the more you are saying, ah no, oh, no way. Mm, it's not possible. You know, at first you say it's possible. When you now calculate the cost, calculate the cost, calculate the United States, you know, that's what happens. See, anything you're believing God for, take away those calculations. Leave those calculations to him. You just trust God for whatever you're trusting for. But how did we get here? He says, the heir is the owner of everything. But if he is a child, if he's not developed, what will happen? 
he would also not be different from a slave. Go to verse 2. See, the development of our faith is key to the manifestation of God's word in our life. That's why every time, learn to feed your faith. Get messages, get the word, feed your faith. Take out doubts from your heart. Deal with doubt. But it's under guidance and managers until the day that pointed out the Father. So also we, while we were children, were held in bondage under the elemental, elemental things of the world. Right? So, I was talking about the, the, the children of Israel. They were held under laws until Christ came. When Christ came, they were not supposed to be under those laws anymore because the Spirit of God has come to give them guidance. Now look at what it says. So also while we were children, we were held in bondage under the elemental things of this world. So that means that the children are held under elemental things. Things hold them down. Bondages. Those people cannot serve God until you pull laws. They can't serve God from the Spirit. Now go on. Next verse. Verse 4. But when the fullness of the time came, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the Lord, so that he might redeem those who were under the Lord. Remember what we read in Romans? That we might receive what? The adoption as what? As sons. Then it says, because you are sons. It says that to us. Because you are sons. God has sent forth the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Therefore, you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if son, then an heir of God. Glory to God. Glory to God. You are no longer a slave. It should be in your consciousness. I'm not a slave to the elemental things of this world. Cold weather cannot give me malaria anymore. I'm not a slave to the elemental things of this world. He says if you're a son, then you're an heir of God. Oh, how our lives will dramatically change if we realize that we're heirs of God. You know this thing about White man, black man, racism will clear off because you're an heir of God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Look at this. You're no longer a slave. You are no longer a slave. Don't think slavery thoughts. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Don't think thoughts of defeat. You see, and let me tell you, no matter how far you've gone from God, there's hope in God for you. When the prodigal son came back, because I sense that in my spirit, that one of, one of the things that God is going to do for us before this year is over is restoration. He's going to restore to us the years that the canker worm and the palmer worms have eaten. We, we have not gone too far that God cannot redeem and revive us. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You see, we're no longer slaves. We're heirs of God. We're heirs of God. And you know, we need to renew our minds, right? We need to renew our minds. I'll say this, right? 
I use a practical example. You know, I was coming because of the days I stayed, you know, came in early before the days I was going to stay. I was looking at the hotel cost. You know, I was just thinking, ah, man, this is much, this is much. And then the Lord began to, well, it was a negative example he used, but, but in my spirit, I just realized, I said, but you know what? You know some of these guys who are not born again, right? They will just go to hotels, take ladies there and stay for all these normal days. They don't even consider costs. How much more if we're doing it for the gospel? You see, the Lord had to renew my mind there. You, you see that? Because when you start thinking that way, what are you thinking? Oh, this money is too much. Right? But then the Lord says, but there are people who are also just not doing it for the right reasons. They don't even bother about that. You see, what stops us is our unrenewed mind. Next day, I'll be in Ghana. So I, I preach in Ghana every year in June for my friend, Pastor Jerry. So I was telling my wife that, oh, I'd like you to join me this next trip next year. So I said, okay, I'll just start putting up some funds. So we're joking. We calculated the cost of the trip, all the COVID tests here, there, 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 there. Everything was going to hundreds of thousands. So I said, okay, I'll just start saving up early. So I now said, so we're talking. I said, ah, you're going to support me. I'll save to a point. So she now said, okay, no problem. She would. Then I... I was going through Facebook and I saw uh, an advert for a human hair. <laughs> and it said, for sale, that's they're doing sales. Okay, I don't have anything against whatever you want to wear, it's fine. Okay. <laughs> don't, so, uh, but say they were doing sales and that sales is 188,000. That's sales, that's not the real price. That's sales. <laughs> so I saw it. So down in my heart, I just told my wife, don't bother, don't, don't support me again. That if, if you were the type that uses this hair, this is the one you would have demanded. And this is the cost of the ticket. <laughs> so I just told her, don't, don't bother, don't worry, I'll pay for it. No, but it just crossed my mind. Like, like I said, nothing against it, but just a way of the Holy Spirit teaching you. I just said, if someone can buy this and wear Maybe for an occasion, maybe somewhere, and some people even have two, three of it. And it's nothing to buy a ticket for us to go preach. Listen, you see, you see, God is dealing with my mind. Because we still have this thing stopping our minds. Are you following what I'm saying? So, we've got to open ourselves every time our faith chokes at a level. God uses something to do what? To open us up to say, look, it might be a comparison like this. Like, listen, if somebody can do this, Come on, this is the gospel. But do you realize this? Immediately I let that thought go off. The resources for that trip, even though it's next year, began to come a, a, a bit more faster than it should come. What happened? Now, listen carefully. What happened? If I didn't receive that money, I would probably struggle to get it together. But deep down inside of me, there is a mindset that's holding that resource. And that mindset can only be removed where knowledge comes in and there is renewal of thoughts. That is the labor of the believer. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I'll give you a typical example. I think I've given this example before. I'm talking about us not being slaves. Let me show you something. Go to John chapter 1. 
So we need to always check our hearts. Are there things stopping the word of God? Are there things stopping the flow of God? John chapter 1, quickly. Go to verse uh, verse 11. He came to his own and he came to his own and those who were his own did not receive him. Talking about the Jews. But as many thank you Lord as received him to them I like the New American Standard Bible. The, the, the King James said he gave the power. But that word there is exousia. He gave the rights to become children of God. Even to those who believe in his name. See, you have a right to be the son of God. This is very interesting. It's interesting. If you Adoption in the Jews are not like the way we adopt in English, okay? But let's just take our English adoption, okay? So, my family here have two sons, okay? Now, if they go and adopt a child, legally, that child will be given your son name, right? Now, let me, let me give you something now. These two boys can grow up, right? And maybe the adopted one, once in a while, they can... Even try to assure you if they are mischievous, they will tell you that listen, you were adopted. This one is my real brother. They can say that. You know, they can say that as much as they want to say it. But you need you see, if that adoption has been passed through, that boy that's adopted has as much rights. Listen, as much rights. If he knows his right, if he's developed where his right is concerned. He can go to court and get as much inheritance as these two boys. What I'm trying to say is this. It does not matter what people say about you. You have a right as a son of God. See, all these things that many people don't like me. They don't need it. Because what God knows that qualifies you to be son is not the likeness of men. It's the right. So he gave you the right to his. He says, as many as believed in him. He gave them the right to become the son. See, I want you to think of it. You have a right to the name of Jesus. You have a right to the use of your faith. You have a right to the life of victory. Glory to God. Don't entertain defeats. Don't normalize failure. Don't normalize pain. Don't normalize sickness. Don't normalize lack of growth. Don't normalize anything that cannot be found in the kingdom of God. It's not normal. Hallelujah. I found out that when people have renewed their mind where this is concerned, they get testimonies that are astounding. Praise God. Hallelujah. Look at that. It goes on. Verse 13. Who were born not of blood, and not of the will of the flesh. Look at this. It says, not of the will of man. You see, the three things that puts you as a natural man, the scripture says, it's not even because of those things. It says, but of God. 
Because the new creation is born of God. You see, when you become born again, the things that afflict the blood of men, the will of men, the will of the flesh and everything, that's been dealt with. You're no longer an evil person. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You're no longer an Isoko man. You know, they say, if my tribe, people don't rise on time. No, no, that's not your tribe. You're looking, you're looking after the flesh. We know you no more after the flesh. You are now a son of God. You see, one of the things that I, I, I deliberately do it, I really don't really find out where people c- come from. I, I think sometimes it's unnecessary. I, it's, it's really unnecessary. It doesn't change anything. If you are my brother, you are my brother. It's either you are my brother or I'm trying to make you my brother. There are two people in this world. Those who are born again and those who are not. It's finished. Uh, I don't, I, I've, really been, I've been studying Igbo, Igbo people. What, why are you studying the Bible? Why are you studying Igbo people for? I mean, sometimes you will see believers post things that are, that are, that are, you know, that can fan ethnic flames. And to them, they are, they are, they, they won't, I mean, that's, that's nonsense. A child of God has no business. Let me tell you. If a Fulani man gets born again today and he's going to be killed and he runs to your house, you have a responsibility if he's your brother in Christ to keep him. That's the gospel that we should preach. Are you hearing what I'm saying? We are not, we are not human rights activists. We are not political commentators. We are children of God. And one of the things that defines a child of God is that when he sees another child of God, he knows that this is my brother. You see, let me tell you, those things we put in our mind will look like political commentary. They, sh- they, they shut our faith down. Because when we enter an atmosphere, we, we want to read the political terrain. <laughs> All right. You see, you realize this, right? I've gone to the nations of the earth to preach. I've preached in about 14 to 15 nations. When you are received in a nation by a Christian, you would not even feel the difference whether you're home or not. There are are countries I go to, I mean, maybe Kenya or Ghana, that when I've not seen them, I mean, I'm going to Kenya in November, it's almost like I've not seen my family people. I don't know if you're, that's how I feel. That's how true Christianity is. Don't shut your faith by considering blood. Don't shut your faith. Are you hearing what I'm saying? By considering the will of the flesh. Don't shut your faith by considering the will of man. So some of you, your parents say, we only wanted two children. We don't know how you came. You have come. You know, you know, you know. If you hear that all the time, if you hear that all the time, it has something it does to you. You are, you almost feel unwanted. So everyone say, ah, "We're looking for a girl child." That's why we had all seven of you. We, it was a girl we're looking for. So that means maybe after the first four boys, the remaining six boys were were like, "Ah, no, not this one. No, not this one. No, not this one. No, not this one. No, okay, this one." Hmm? Some of you are last born. Some are first born. He said, listen, it's not about the will of man. You have changed your heritage by believing in his name. Oh, there's something about the name of Jesus. You've changed everything about you by believing in his name. That's why when Paul got born again and, and he began to preach the gospel, you know what Paul said? Paul said, I've wronged no man. How can you say you've wronged no man? Paul that killed, 
He says, I wrong no man. How can he say he's wrong no man? Because he is now a new man in Christ Jesus. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And do you realize that none of the apostles reminded Paul of the people he killed? Say this one you are preaching. Be careful. You know you killed my mother. No. No. None. None. Because they knew him no more after the flesh. The things that are troubling you are the things you know of yourself after the flesh. I'm a woman. Huh? I'm this. I'm that. All the identity that you talk to yourself about is the flesh. Portacot is this. You know, Lagos is this. Huh? Go to the next verse. Verse 13. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we saw his glory. Glory as of the only begotten Son, the Father, full of grace and truth. The word of God can become flesh in you. It can be manifested. Thank you, Lord. Are you still here? Are you still here? Let's do two more scriptures. Ephesians 4.24 Thank you, Lord. Ephesians 4.24 You're a son of God. And I see you walking in victories in the name of Jesus. There are things that have been around your life this meeting is going to bring them to an end in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I said this meeting is going to bring them to an end in the name of Jesus. Long standing issues are going to be resolved by the power that's in the name of Jesus. Going to be resolved. Glory to God. Oh man, I'm telling you, in this life we'll walk in victory. In this life we will walk in victory. We will walk in victory. We are the sons of God. And you know, you know this. Regardless of the insecurity that goes on in this nation, you know that your life is preserved. You are not working in parts of destruction. Are you hearing what I'm saying? A thousand might fall by your left and ten thousand by your right. But only with your eyes shall you behold and see the reward of the wicked. For you dwell in the secret place of the Most High. And you abide under the shadow of the Almighty. He gives his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. Glory to God. Look at verse 20, 23. Let's start from verse 23. Look at this. Verse 23. Thank you, Lord. It says, uh, Thank you, Father. There's so much we can do here. But look at this. It says, And that you be renewed in the spirit of your mind. I'm going somewhere. You see, your mind's got a spirit. Our mind is our greatest problem. Let me explain this to you. Alright? Let me explain this to you. Uh, Mike is an engineer, right? Uh-huh. Jessica is training to be an engineer. What makes... What, what qualifies us to call Mike an engineer? There's nothing in the natural that makes him look like an engineer. Nothing in the natural. I even look more like an engineer than him. Okay? But I didn't do that. I did social studies. So what happens... For four, five years, five years, right? For five years, he went to classes. Huh? Then he started, I don't know what they do in engineering. Started with 101. Hmm? The 102. 103. For five years, he subjected his mind to his lecturers daily. Take assignments. Take exams. You know? Just as an example. Some he failed. Some he passed. Some he carried over. 
And then he passed. And then after five years, the school now comes and says, well, Michael Wonsu, you are qualified both in conduct and in character and in learning to be called what? An engineer. They gave him a piece of paper. That piece of paper represents five years of daily learning, intense learning, practical and theory. That paper. Right? Then, a company needs, now for her, she's, she's studying engineering, for her to become an engineer, follow this carefully, she has to follow that process. She cannot say, well, myself and Mike, we are in the same church. So by faith, I'm an engineer. That is impersonation. And in fact, that's forgery. And that can lead to what? So to arrest. Why do you try to get results by association and not by practice? So you are working with this huge man of faith. He's your mentor. All you do is to take pictures together and put on Facebook. You know you have not learned faith. You have just entered picture. You know that, right? That what you, have, what you just have is picture. It's not that his faith is transferable. And that's what leads to presumption because you would want to now do what that man is doing and when you fail, you now say, oh, you don't understand God again. No, it's you we don't understand. You that is trying to practice faith without learning. How do you become a faith giant? Subject yourself to the word daily. When you are qualified, you will have the rights. It says, be renewed in the spirit of your mind. That's your work. You get the word of God and you start renewing your mind. Start renewing it. Start renewing. Don't be in a hurry to be an engineer. Be desperate about renewing your mind. <laughs> you understand that? You know some people talk about even in ministry. Eh? Somebody in a hurry. Eh? They are in a hurry. Oh God, open doors. And I tell them, you see, be prepared. You know like now, right? I've been out on Friday. I'm preaching. So I'm preaching this weekend. Then I'm preaching on Tuesday, on Wednesday. In fact, from now till next Monday, I'm preaching every day. On Sunday, I'm preaching in the church. I'm doing a pastor's conference. So you realize that, you see, when the doors start opening, if you are not prepared, you will run out of message. That is why you discover that some preachers, after a while, nobody invites them again. Because the doors are so much, the guys are, they are tired. I'm spending about three weeks in Kenya. Maybe like just 21 days. And out of that 21 days, I'm preaching 20 days. Daily. In fact, one of the weeks, I'm preaching in the afternoon, the lunch hour service, and evening. For a whole week. I mean every day. That's every day there is a meeting I'm teaching. So people sometimes pray for things they are not prepared for. So in, in, in life... You don't pray for those. I mean, you should pray for open doors and everything. But it's not something you run after. As you keep renewing your mind, what's going to happen? Those things are going to come naturally. Look at this. It says that you be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Be renewed. And you know, when he talked about this, he says, put off your old self. Go to verse 22 quickly. He says, in reference to your former manner of life, you lay aside the old self which is being corrupted in accordance with the lust of deceit. That is the slavery set. That is the old set. That is where you're coming from, your past life. He says, throw that away and that you'll be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Verse 24, glory to God. This is what I like. Verse 24, look at what it says. 
and put on the new self, which in the likeness of God has been created in righteousness and holiness of the truth. That means the new man is after the image of God. What Adam lost in the beginning, we have recovered when Jesus came. And we need to now renew our mind into what we've been created in already. See, it's not like you're going to become righteous. No, you are righteous. Praise God. You've been The spirit man has been created in righteousness, the new man. But you have to now think in line with that. You know what God does? You see, God puts the future in you and expects you to use your mind to walk back into it. Are you following this now? Come on, I said, are you following this now? It's your, your, in, in your, on your inside, it, it's been created already. So you need now to do what now? To begin to renew your mind where that is concerned. What you're looking for is inside of you. Renew your mind. How will a righteous son of God think? Glory to God. Come and I say, glory to God. He says, go back again, verse 23. 23. He says, renew your mind. Verse 23. And that you be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Oh, pay attention to this. If you would take your time to renew your mind, it will bring victory your way. Praise God. If you take your time to renew your mind, it will bring victory your way. But it's labor. That's the labor for the rest that many people don't want to labor in. And it says, verse 24. I'll show you something. And put on the new self which in the likeness of God has been created in righteousness and holiness of the truth. The new self. Colossians 3.10 Colossians 3.10 Thank you Lord. Colossians chapter 3 and verse 10. Thank you Lord. Ha kabos televrandos Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. And have put on the new self. Who is being renewed to a true knowledge according to the image of the one who created him. Let me give you an example. You look at the image of God. You know, let me, let me use this example, right? You know all those painters? Hmm? All those painters who paint people, Right? The ones that paint people well, you know, because there are certain ones when they finish painting you, you now, <laughs> and they give you the painting, you now say, Who is this? They now say, It's you. No. But those who really are good in painting, what happens? They take your picture, hmm? your image, right? Your picture is your image now. So they put it. So, okay, we want to paint our brother Richmond. So you give a picture of Richmond, maybe his birthday. You give it to the artist. The artist keeps the image, and then he takes. A paint, dips it in a brush, right? And starts drawing. Right. Now, at the beginning, 
that canvas or that paper is white. But with each stroke of the paint, of the brush, with each stroke, what's happening? He is recreating that image. Now, after a while, if it's good, after a while, when you take that image and you take the one he's painted, it's the same. What did he do? He transferred that image from the picture you gave him to the canvas he's painting by, listen to this, consistent daily, well, let's not, let's take out the word daily, but I mean, of course, maybe consistent practice of dipping the paint in the brush and putting on the canvas. How do you change an area of your life? You take the word of God. You look for the image. Look at this. Renewed. Renewed to a true knowledge according to the image of the one who created him. So when I look at my brother, God, remember already in Ephesians, God has already created him prosperous. Okay? God had already created her healthy. God already created him with absolute victory. Created her with a perfect marriage. What do you do? You take the picture of that marriage. You put it on your outside. You take the paint of your thong. You take the word of God. And you keep your eyes on that image. And every day you apply something to your heart. Every day you apply something to your heart. If you're consistent in doing that, you will renew your mind according to the true knowledge of that image that is there. And once that image is imprinted in your heart, that becomes your manifestation. The scripture says if we look at the perfect law of liberty then we are being transformed. Listen, we are being transformed into that same image as by the Spirit of the Lord. So listen to this. The transformation is the Spirit of the Lord. The application is where your mind is concerned. As you renew your mind, how will these things be? Blessed is she that believeth, for there shall be a performance of those things that are spoken. Listen, there are things the Spirit will accomplish All you need to do is put your heart to the word. If you practice what I'm telling you today, you would have victory. Let me let me tell you, and I mean if you with me in Bonnie Church, you know. By next month, we started getting ready for next year. Those December 31st things, I think they are too late. I hear see by October, eh? by October, develop your confessions for 2022. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Develop and start putting your faith on the line. When people are doing ember month, ember month, ember month, you know that you will not die. And you people, you know, people kill people through those things they teach. You know, people are not conscious that they will die until they get to September. Say this month are dangerous. We just kill people by what we teach. That's the truth. Be careful of those things. Be careful. Don't send all those things. You see, and we're talking about this, right? I mean, we talked about this yesterday. Myself and my brother. I mean, I don't have anything. See, I'm not a, I'm not a preacher who preaches conspiracy theory and all that. There's too much in the Word of God for me to waste my time on that. I don't care what anybody wants, whether they want to do antichrist, they don't want to do antichrist. It's not the, the fear of the antichrist that is the beginning of wisdom. It's the fear of the Lord. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So I'm not saying this because of antichrist issues. I don't have a problem with that. 
<laughs> Look at this. Ebola was very deadly disease. Hmm? And somehow, we were able to curtail it. Eh? And then COVID showed up. And before you know, in the news, oh, this has happened. One variant had come. Delta variant, Alpha variant, this one, that one. Lockdown, the, whole, the spirit of fear and death has been released to the atmosphere. Even people who should even live long, any little thing, oh, they are gone. Do you realize, I mean, I don't know if I'm, but do you realize in recent times, we've had more deaths. I don't know about you, but everywhere you turn, someone is dying. I don't know about you. Ministers of the gospel, I mean, there's no year we've lost ministers of the gospel as in the last two years. Why? And someone say, why? God is judging. God is not judging anybody. We've released death in the atmosphere through preaching. Everybody's just so scared. It's the same thing if we all come together and speak life. I strongly believe, I strongly believe, I strongly believe that if the whole world comes together and say, you know what? This virus will not kill us. Go about your daily business. It will disappear. Anything you exalt grows. I'm not saying we should be callous. I hope you understand because sometimes preachers can be misinterpreted. I'm not saying that, but what I'm saying is, listen, with our words and our prayers and our confession, we can drive this thing to the pits of hell. And I mean, I'm looking at the way people are dying. It's just alarming. We've had deadly things come upon the earth and people survived. Praise God. <laughs> you know, I was talking to my brother and I said, you know what? If they just say there's another lockdown in this country, you know that Nigerians, they just tell you that let the virus kill us. We are not locking anything. I you understand. I tell you that. But you see, we have an image that is our goal. What do you want next year? Go get the image. Start painting. Now. Daily. One of the things I do for a year, I have one confession that I confess all through the year. I don't have many confessions. At the beginning, I take my time to craft my confession, maybe a few words that covers areas of my life, and I confess that daily. I stay on it. I stay on it. I stay on it. All right? I'm trusting God that we'll be able to do the faith refreshers course next year, and I'll show you some of these things. That's how I've increased my income every month. Huh? I, I put put my faith out there for what I'm trusting God for. And I stay on it. I stay on it. Sometimes it takes me years. My income gets to that level. Then I stretch it again. I, it's, I, and it's that way. It's that way. I know, you know, sometimes you hear this kind of message. Don't get into presumption. Don't just go now and say, right, six million. You know, and I tell people that in faith. Eh? Anything you're believing God for and deep on your inside. It's like, ah, this thing is too high. Don't bother. Your faith has already gone to where to choke. Bring the figure down. Grow your faith. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Grow your faith. Grow your faith. The children of Israel, I'll say this and then we can close. The children of Israel were to go to the promised land. Hmm? But they couldn't get to the promised land. You know why? The scripture says they longed for. Pay attention to this the garlic and the onions of Egypt. So, although their physical legs was moving forward, their heart and mind was locked in Egypt. So, you know what? Because their heart and their minds were locked in Egypt, they actually did not enter the promised land. 
So even if you move a man physically and his mind is not renewed, he will get back there. And that's what I tell pastors all the time. Even if, you, you, you know, sometimes if you're a pastor and they give you a church of, let's say, 10,000 people and in your heart, you have not renewed your image to that thing. It hasn't seated in your heart. The church will come down to your level. Your finances will come down to your level. That's why the first work you need in this life is the work of renewing your image according to that thing. Working on it. So when Caleb and Joshua, right? The Bible says they had a spirit of faith. What was the spirit of faith? They said, we are well able. We are well able to possess the land. We are well able. And the other, the other the, the spy says, no, these people are like giants. We will not be able to enter. What happened? They had the manifestation of the image in their hearts. Your life is a reflection of that image. But the image God wants you to have is this. That you're the son of God. That you're an heir of God. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You see, leave this meeting with that consciousness. Approach this week with that consciousness. I'm a son of God. I'm not, I'm not in bondage anymore to slavery. Healing is mine. Hallelujah. Come on, let's stand on our feet. Glory to God. We are going to believe God. That there will be miracles after this meeting. Oh yes, there will be miracles. There will be miracles after this meeting. Oh, shaka talabando she. Just play the keyboard gently. Let the healing power of God flow in this place. In the name of Jesus. Let's just pray in tongues for a moment. As we believe God. That things will be rewritten. Things will be rewritten. Oh yes, things will be rewritten. I see that. I see that. Poste gere bane baradoske. Mombre deske. Mombre. Mombre balaboska. Evrenenon sectelebredoska. Oh, hallelamaste. Oh, hallelamaste. And amada. Defeat is not, is not our portion. Defeat doesn't belong to us. Victory is ours. <laughs> Victory is ours. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Victory is ours. In the name of Jesus. Oh, pretos tesesema. Oh, pretos tesesema. Oh, pretos tesesema. Elevaske, elevaske, shondebrade, mongredistos, meclegegedeste, membredededeste, mangredoska, credos, membredes, elebrandes, ikroske, mongalabata, monstelegedeba, membredededebesoshe. Oh, there are no impossibilities. There are no impossibilities. Things might be tough, but there's a word of victory. Things might be tough, but there's a word of victory. Come on. I want us to believe God together. Let's believe God together. This year will end glorious for us. Hallelujah. It'll end in testimony. It'll end in praise. It'll end in glory. It'll end in victory. Yeah, it'll end in victory. It'll end in victory. Oh, rehash this osa. Oh, mreniga da. Oh, sikelegadesh. Embre de 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 bekeshe. We take all that God asks for us. We take all that God asks for us. We take all that God asks for us. Ombre de de boko Thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus. I speak over your life this morning. That the hand of the Lord will be at work in you. To do you good. 
in the name of Jesus. The Lord's hand will be upon you to do you good. It will be evident in your life that the hand of the Lord is upon you. I said it will be evident in your life that the hand of the Lord is upon you. Victory is yours. Favor is yours. Doors that have been locked, we cause them to be open. Doors that have been locked, we cause them to be open. The power of God will go to work on your behalf. Things will turn. Yeah, things will turn. Yeah, things will turn. Yeah, things will turn. Be in the name of Jesus. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May God cause his face to shine upon you and give you rest. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. May the Lord grant you rest. May the Lord grant you rest. May the battles around your life cease. May God grant you peace. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 It's been a joy being with you guys. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Word Connect with Pastor Maxwell Ogaga. We encourage you to share this message with your friends and loved ones. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.thepastormax.ng. We would like to hear from you. Send us an email, info at pastormax.ng. Or you can call 0805-888-7575. God bless you.